0: So, um, Packers didn't do anything at the deadline. I couldn't think of a intro song for this episode, but I found a very funny video that probably describes what everybody was thinking uh, leading up to the deadline. But, of course, the Packer way didn't do shit.
1: Goody's all on board of, of trying to upgrade our roster. You're always trying to do that. But uh, we're not going to
2: just... A
1: silly deal. Help! Somebody better get me some more players up in here right now. Our linebackers have never met each other.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Week Eight in the books, and we're going to talk about it. Um, just me and Zach today. Mitch uh, didn't want to come on and confront his horrible team and his horrible performance. But um, yeah, Zach, how are we doing? We're doing good. Um, more than uh,
3: Mitchell or the Piss Puppies could say this week, but uh, we're feeling really good today.
0: You know, that's just great to hear. You know, I'm sure the Piss Puppies are a little upset, and we'll get into that. But um, I got a fact like Mitch likes to add at the beginning, and you know, this is my first time, basically orchestrating. This whole podcast, but we're just going to jump right into the sports news of the world right now. Um, World Series is going on. I know Zach probably barely cares. That's fine. Um, It's tied 2-2. I think the game's going on as we speak. Honestly, I'm going to look up the score real quick because I'm honestly intrigued because I want the Phillies to win. It's 2-1 Astros, top of the fifth. Um, Yeah, I mean, the other night or a little last night. Astros threw a combined no-hitter in a World Series game, first ever. Pretty absurd. And um, Schwarber and Harper, the game before, were just going stupid. Like, everybody in the Phillies lineup before the no-hitter was thrown, any big name was going crazy. But um, let's get into something that uh, you'll be more interested in, Zach, shall we?
3: Yeah, uh, really quickly, though, I do want to point out I love Philadelphia fans and watching Thursday night football while we're recording, just they just travel well, just like Packers fans kind of do. I got to I got to hand it to them. They love their teams.
0: I was texting Jordan this past week. I'm not going to lie. And I said that, like, obviously I'm Wisconsin, ride or die. But for some reason, I may be like a closeted Philly fan. For some reason, I can't, I can't fuck with the 76ers personally, but like the Eagles and the Phillies and just like, the flyers even, just the fans, and like I just respect the hell out of like how much they love their city and like it's a good sports town. You can't deny that. Can you call them scumbags? Sure. Are they are they respectful or polite? No. But hey, they will love their teams and they're gonna root them or root for them till they die.
3: Yeah, I <laughs> speaking of how disrespectful they are, I think that go birds video. Of the kid <laughs> doing the Minnesota Vikings. Man, that's an all timer. That's
0: an all timer. I might put that audio in. I'm not gonna lie. It's just it's just funny. But um, all right. Let's touch on the trade <laughs> deadline. Roquan Smith, uh, traded the Ravens. I know that they were linked and trading him in the off season, but uh, the Ravens have been banged up in their linebacker core, and they just added an absolute stud. And they got N'Kobe. Wait. Not N'Kobe Dean, David Ojabo, the other – oh, wait, no, they're different colleges too. I'm talking about the Michigan one, David Ojabo. But he's coming off of uh, the pup list, I think. But, I mean, big trade, big one.
3: Yeah, I mean, Roquan's led the league in tack- tackles this year and last year. Um, all pro last year, I'm pretty sure. he's He's different. There's already memes of him at Ravens practice destroying sleds. Like, the guy's scary. And it's kind of cool just Raven's always having good linebackers. He's just a great addition.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I'm trying to think. Do you think they they could have got more than a second-round pick for him? Like, I don't know if it's just skill position players that they're trading first-round picks for in the NFL these days. But, like, I don't know. Maybe not a linebacker.
3: I mean, I feel like a second-rounder is fair, in terms of him being an all pro, like he's, he's a stud, but uh, I mean, you got to pay him like his contract. I'm pretty sure is up. He's going to get paid a lot.
0: Yeah. You got a good point there. Uh, Another defensive stud that got traded was uh, Bradley Chubb to the dolphins. They're all
3: in. I, I have nothing but respect for the dolphins GM. He's done a fantastic job since trading the weed smoker. I mean, talk about turning a player into Jalen Waddle and then trading away the Trey Lance pick, getting Tyreek Hill, and now Bradley Chubb, just the amount of picks they loaded on. Maybe that's what the Bears are trying to do, just get a bunch of picks.
0: Yeah, no, dude, that was crazy that you brought that up because I actually was sent this literally in the trade for Trey Lance when they traded up the three, the 49ers. They were able to turn that 12th pick into Jalen Waddle they turned they turned the same uh, draft pick that they got as well for Tyree Hill, and then they traded this year's first rounder that they got for Bradley Chubb. Like that's insane. That's how you build a roster, and it's like we'll get into the Packers here in a second, but it's like the way that these GMs are making these moves, and you see the Rams go out and win a Super Bowl last year, and even the Bills. Like I didn't list any of the trades they made, but they traded for a safety. For depth, I know that Jordan Poyer just got hurt. I don't think it's serious, but, like, they wanted insurance. And then you trade for Naeem Hines. Like, that's a small move, but, like, you're just, like, you're filling little holes. And that's, like, something that, like, we'll get into it more, like I said, but, like, the Packers, like, like I said, we'll save it. But um, Chase Claypool traded the Bears. Um, Yeah, second-round pick apparently the Packers uh, offered the same thing, but the bears are worse.
3: Yeah, that one, that one was definitely a gut punch. Um, I'm sure Lang loves it. Cause it hurts the Packers, but he would have been a great addition. Him and Lazard, just big body receivers would have been awesome. Cause we have a good run game and obviously he's a deep threat as a big guy. It's pretty unreal. I, it just nothing surprising anymore, but I am happy that Goody made some calls, did something.
0: Yeah, so the rumor that I heard from uh, one of the beat reporters was that the Packers actually were in trade talks for the past week for a player that wasn't mentioned in trade rumors leading up to the deadline. And it was going to be uh, a, like a young stud wide receiver that like nobody would have expected to get traded. And they backed out the other team right before uh, they were able to come to a deal. And so I did a little like, research myself. I'm like, who's a bad team that's probably trying to kind of go into a rebuild that has a young talent that is on a rookie contract because we can't trade for somebody with a contract. Like as much as people wanted Brandon Cooks for the Packers, that was never going to happen. Dude's owed 18 million next year. We're like 30 mil over the cap. I mean, cap is obviously I mean, non-existent, I guess. Like, I don't know how they bend the rules in the NFL, but it doesn't exist in my mind. But anyways, we weren't going to trade for Cooks. So the name that I came up with that I thought was the receiver that they may have been talking about was Michael Pitt. I thought that was really interesting.
3: Yeah, I mean, just like Claypool, another big receiver that would have been a great addition for the Packers, turning into kind of a run-play-action offense. I mean, that would have been unreal. And I mean, Pittman's kind of struggled. So maybe would have got a discount on him. But man, that would have been nice.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's a beast. Um, He's had some big games this year, but obviously the Colts have not been what they plan to be. But at the end of the day, Packers did nothing as usual. Everybody gets hyped over the deadline. Everybody's saying we need to trade for this piece because we need it, which is obviously true. I don't think adding a wide receiver would have really changed a lot that's going on because our offensive line's terrible. But at the end of the day, Goody is kind of getting on my nerves a little bit with his inability to pull a trigger and make some big moves to just kind of just change some things around here. Like it's just the same old, old school way of managing a roster, just saving him. Like we have every pick next year. It's like, We have no extra picks, but we have every pick that we have and owned. It's like, I'm, I'm over it.
3: Yeah. I mean, going back to what you're saying about the cap space being fake and like all that, all they do is just pay them out in bonuses. They just restructure their contracts. So it's a bonus. And then they just pay them. I mean, I'm not saying the Packers are like LA where they can do that type of thing with money, but I mean, we've sold stock and made 84 million or something crazy like that. (laughs) Maybe it wasn't that much, but might as well just keep doing it to pay players and bonuses. I mean, not a bad strat, if you ask me. All
0: right, so moving on, staying in the division, though, uh, Lions, I thought this one was shocking. Like, when I saw it, I was like, wait, what? Uh, Lions traded Hawkinson to the Vikings, which Hawkinson isn't a free agent this offseason. He's still got another year next year, and he was a first-rounder three years ago and kind of just – Confused me a little bit Why they did that
3: I I have to just kind of like the Dolphins GM like this or not like the Rams I should say like he's just like screw the picks Like we think we can win now I mean they're leading the division By multiple games It's super annoying that You'd see like a big playmaker I mean I'd consider him a decent Tight end like just to get Traded within division you just never see it
0: I think that Hawkinson I mean, we're so used to like valuating players by fantasy because we get so into it. Like we are, but like, if you look at like Hawkinson as an actual NFL tight end, like he's one of the best in the league. Like he's a three down tight end. He can block, he can catch. He had that huge game earlier this year that uh, he was on my fantasy team for before I traded him away. But like, he has great skills and he also provides run blocking, which, you know, some tight ends are a little special specialist in that, and he can do both.
3: I agree. I, I'm I was shocked by it too.
0: Here's the big shocker. You know, I honestly didn't even I just forgot this guy existed, I'll be honest. But Calvin Ridley traded to the Jags. That's I I like the move for the Jags. I like what they're doing and they're getting ahead of everybody making this trade while he's suspended, but like, I mean, he was like, he finished like wide receiver five in fantasy, like two years ago. He's like a great player. And I'm not sure Trevor Lawrence is it, but I mean, I like the move. I like the idea.
3: So, I mean, Krieger can even back up how great Christian Kirk has been since going there. I mean, they got the coach, right. They got a receiver that you could call a one B. I mean, I'd say Christian Kirk is really good in my opinion. Like, I think he could be a one, and he kind of has been this year. Been pretty good, productive. I'm Definitely not sure he's a
0: bona fide. Sorry about that. Um, I'm not sure that uh, we discussed this on the podcast or not. If we were talking about the quarterbacks, like, like I compared Trevor Lawrence and Davis Mills earlier this year. I'm not sure if I did it on the podcast or in a text exchange, but. I have fallen back on that. My Davis Mills side a little bit because I don't think Davis Mills is a guy either, but I'm not sure Trevor Lawrence is a guy. And, you know, you can continue to tell me about his college stats and you can tell me about his athleticism and his arm talent, but like something, something isn't right with him. And he pisses me off when I watch him play football.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously you're not gonna be like he was at Clemson because that was pretty unfair. But I will say uh I think they're doing it the right way. I think Doug Peterson is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and I'm sure I might get heat for that. I don't really care. Like I'm with you on that Nick Foles against Yeah. I mean the Nick Foles series in the playoffs to win the Super Bowl was just wild. So like adding Ridley, and I know there's a lot of stipulations to getting Ridley, like I'm pretty sure like if he plays a certain percentage, I think him a third rounder. And then if they signed, I give him a second rounder, like it's really weird. But I think, I mean, you get a bonafide one, one, a Ridley, a bonafide one B in Kirk. Evan Ingram's kind of came alive this year and ETN exploded. So it's like, yeah, I'd be really excited about their offense this coming. Like not this year, obviously, because they're kind of having to punt because of how bad their defense is. But I mean, they're definitely improving every year. Yeah, I mean, I mean Urban Meyer Urban Meyer as a coach's rookie year, like you can't even like look at it. It's so ugly.
0: Man, what a name. That that dude was fucking crazy. That that shit yeah. was wild all year with him.
3: They I think they I think they went to play the Bengals and the dude gets found at a bar getting danced on by some college girl. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Yeah, dude, he was getting some stinky fingers too. Shit was crazy. But uh Speaking of uh, what's the word to put it, just dysfunction. What's happened to some NBA talk? And the Nets fired Steve Nash, and they're rumored to be they're rumored to be adding Imei Udoka as the head coach. Now, I watched the craziest video about like somebody explaining the timeline of the Nets. From Kyrie and Kevin Durant signing to then trading for James Harden. James Harden then was like not wanting to play. Then he forced his way out. They added Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons then doesn't play a game last year, like skips the playoffs. Then they go into this year. Durant asked for a trade. Kyrie kind of wants out because Durant wants out. Then you talk about the start of this year and you have them starting two and six. And then you fire this head coach. Then Kyrie makes all these anti-Semitic or like he like posted an anti-Semitic like movie, like as inspiration to himself. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. And I don't even really care to talk about it because I mean, it's just deeper than that. But, and then you have them firing like Steve Nash, like I said, and then on top of that, you're going to add a coach that is suspended by his franchise that he's currently with for the whole year for sexualist, sexual misconduct in the workplace. Like, I don't, I, you can't even make all that up as a franchise. Like, what is going on?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a roller coaster with the Nets. I mean, maybe they just wanted to get a defensive coach because they just haven't been defensively good. And plus, Ime's got that dog in them. Hopefully, There's no (laughs) close female assistants in that organization. But I mean, that's a good, he's a good coach. Like, all things put to the side, like, if Ben Simmons can't, like, figure it out, like, a decent role with Ime Adoka, I mean, probably shouldn't be in the league much longer.
0: Yeah. I mean, sorry if that, like, whole monologue I just had of rambling on about what just happened was, like, super hard to listen to for anybody listening. But, like, it's just, like, it, it you couldn't make it up. Like, you literally could not make that up for a franchise. Yeah. Like, it's insane. No, it sounds fake. Yeah, it's just, like, how can, I I can't imagine them winning it this year. There's no way. I don't I don't think there's a, a realm of possibility they could win an NBA title. I do, like, I love Duran and Kyrie as basketball players, but, like, the roster around them isn't that great either. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I don't know.
3: I need, I need Lang to make some crazy bet. Like, if the Nets win it all, he'll do something crazy. Like, the Raiders in the AFC. He'd spend a week in the desert or something like that.
0: <laughs> well, another team that I think that has no realm of possibility winning the title finally got their first win the other night. And they won last night in OT. uh, Lakers. Westbrook off the bench. Playing really well.
3: Yeah, I mean... I haven't watched the Lakers game in a long time, but I mean, if it means they're going to start winning, Anthony Davis isn't street clothes for a year. I mean, who knows? Things could get weird. Ten teams make the playoffs. It's playing. It's LeBron James. I mean, I don't know how many more years LeBron has, but he looks pretty good.
0: So like me personally, I mean, obviously with you and your love for Westbrook in the past, I've been super anti-Westbrook because you make me mad. And you like to trigger me the way you say things, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of your yeah. personality, but, um, like in the last like two years, like I've really like turned my like corner on him. Like I, I really try to defend him in any way I can. Like there's a lot of indefensible stuff. Like the other, the other week when he did that, when he shot with like 32 seconds left in the game with like 17 on the shot clock up to like inexcusable dumbass shit. In like, just his play style. But, like, I think he just gets a lot of unwarranted, like, excessive hate at this point. Like, it's like he's targeted after every game. Everybody's watching his every move, every game. Any mistake he makes gets posted on Twitter. And it's like, other players don't receive that criticism. And I think it's unfair. I get that he has a lot of people that don't like his game or, like, the way he plays. But, I mean... I just wanted to share that, like, I've just kind of felt bad for him in a way, in the way that he's been portrayed the last couple of years. And at the end of the day, like, I'm happy to see him excelling in this bench role the last two games that he's come off the bench. Like it's awesome.
3: Yeah. I mean, Westbrook against the twos, I mean, he should dominate. I don't think he's fallen off that much, but like, I don't know. He just, since he left the wizards, he just hasn't, seemed like he liked playing there. Like the amount of hate he got when he went to LA, like, he, like he'll like he do good things in their losses, but you just won't see it on social media. It'll only be like, oh my gosh, like he shot the ball 30 seconds left as it should. But then you'll see like him, like with bad body language, like on the bench when he's not even paying attention to the game. They'll just like freak out about it. So it's just been one of those things where I just don't even care. I just pay no mind to it. I hope he wins a ring.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that he's still got a lot of time to do so. Like, I think that he's kind of got the reputation and he has a determination to him. And, like, he wants to win. Like, that's never been the question the last few years. Like, he definitely has the heart, like, to play. And at the end of the day, I'm low-key rooting for him to, like, at least be a serviceable NBA player. Not making all these mistakes not being criticized 24/7 but that's what you're going to get in LA like it's just the media market there everybody wants to talk to lakers i mean there's so much more you can talk about with them too but we can move on that's fine with me we can talk about my bucks man 7 and 0 i'm not going to get i'm not going to overreact but it's like The deep things that you can look at, and when I'm watching all the games, we've changed our defensive philosophy to where we're now defending threes. Like, we're not giving up these corner threes like we saw Grant Williams hit seven in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, we literally are actually defending corner threes, and Brooke Lopez has been playing out of his mind. A 34-year-old coming off a back surgery, like, he's been awesome. Just the whole team's playing well. Giannis has got to be front runner for MVP. Like, he's just been unbelievable. His growth in the IQ part of the game has been awesome. I mean, I'm curious your thoughts. I mean, if you've gotten to watch us at all.
3: I've, I've definitely watched the Bucks. And, I mean, the other night when they're playing the Pistons, like, Giannis gets the ball at half court, takes three steps. There's three guys in front of him. He just looks bigger. Faster, and he's already over all their heads before they can leave the ground. Like, it looks, I think it was three steps or four steps, like one dribble, and he was just already like dunking the basketball. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, I get it when people say it's like all he does is run and dunk. I think that was Harden a couple years ago, but like, if you can't stop that, probably it'll win every game. I mean, looks like Shaquille O'Neal if he was skinny.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, people do just say he can run and dunk, but like, People will refuse to talk about his passing and playmaking ability. He's got phenomenal vision and with his wingspan and the kind of passes, he's able to whip off like whenever he gets baseline and he's like underneath the hoop and he just like helicopter arms, like throws it over to the wing. Like it's crazy. Like he makes some ridiculous plays besides the fact that he's literally, literally unstoppable going to the rim. And you know, it's just, I, I want to see him win more MVPs just cuz like I feel like he deserves them but it's like kind of in the category almost of where he's just not going to win them because it's repetitive and like how LeBron should have like 8 9 MVPs like for real but they're not going to keep giving it to him over and over again but with the start that he's had this year and the way that the Bucks are looking our current record he has to be the front runner and there's no doubt about that.
3: Yeah, I mean I I I just don't think he's going to win it because of the repetitiveness, but it would be cool to see him like win defensive player or other things like that. I mean, another ring would be cool too.
0: Multiple more rings, please. I I I <laughs> I can't tell you how often I go back and look at my memories from that night like it that or even that whole run. It was just surreal. I mean, I wouldn't trade any of that for the world, but uh, some teams that are kind of surprising. I wouldn't say the second one's surprising, but the Cavs are six and one with Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I said going into the year that I really like their roster. Their starting lineups really solid. I know Garland's been hurt, but they've kept on winning games without him. Um, yeah, I mean they they look awesome. I haven't got a chance to watch them that much, but I looked up the standings today and I was like six and one, pretty good.
3: I am a huge Darius Garland fan. Just, like, his quick twitch. I feel like he doesn't get any love. But, like, Cleveland's another city. that just love their team. Like, the Browns and the, like, Cavs. It's weird. Like, the fans always come out. and, Dude, seeing Donovan Mitchell, like, he's not that tall. But he just yams. Yeah. Like, he's so athletic. He's so stupid athletic. And, like, just thinking of, like, him and Mobley in the pick and roll, like, I don't know
0: what you do. He's a really weird, like, player to, like, understand and, like, watch how he's moving and stuff. Like, he's so – he moves, like, very unorthodox. And on top of that, he's like, he's, like, only, like, 6'1", 6'2", but he's got, like, a 6'10 wingspan. And with his explosiveness, like, he's able to, like, do some things with the ball when he gets in the air. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, he's a phenomenal athlete combined with just – an absolute freak, like physical. I don't even know what you want to call it. Like, just his, like, you just don't find guys with that kind of wingspan and athleticism. And, you know, it's kind of surprising to me that he went where he did when he was drafted. It was like after pick 10, I believe, but he's not on the jazz anymore. And the jazz are six and three. I think the jazz are six and three, which we talked about him on the other podcast and like, there's nothing interesting to say about them, but they've been surprising. Um, the Suns, 6-1. and one. They're doing it again. They're probably just going to have a great regular season record in Ballard in the playoffs. I don't have much more to say about that. I, they just said, I don't like the Suns. Felt good to beat them in the finals though.
3: Yeah, I mean, even Luka beating him last year in the playoffs. <sighs> I
0: don't know. Luka, exciting. Luka Dacic. Um... I might have to take back what I said about Giannis MVP case, because that man is, that man has been on another planet so far to start the year. He's just so, he's so fun to watch. Like he's just, he doesn't look like he would go out there and just absolutely dominate everybody, but he does. It's just, he's, he's just such a phenomenal basketball player.
3: I just think it's so cool watching him because it feels like he's like a slower paced basketball player, but he's still got like that quick twitch. If that makes sense.
0: He's just a master at playing at his own pace. Like he knows in his footwork, like he's just so fundamentally strong combined with brilliant basketball IQ combined with just absolute dominant scoring ability. Like he just does it all. Like he really, his only weakness you could point out is defense and he's more than solid. So it's like, you can't really knock him for anything.
3: This is, this is like, I feel like he's like a combination of like the Joker and Harden in terms of like how slow he is, like the Joker, but like, he does a lot of step backs like Harden. He can just finish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's a great passer.
0: Insane passer. Insane. Yeah. Um, last team I wanted to touch on, the Warriors are off to a slow start there. Three and five. They'll probably figure it out and get close to the yeah, finals, if team. not.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't be worried about them at all.
0: There's it a lot of teams standout. there's a lot of teams that, you know, they're playing for April and May. Like they're not really playing for right now. And they're gonna figure out some stuff. I mean, Poole's been really good so far, proving that he's maybe worth the money, but yeah, I mean they'll probably they'll probably be fine. And that's that's completely fine. So
3: all you, right. You can imagine the chemistry probably struggling a little bit after Draymond lays out pool, but they'll figure it out.
0: All right. Um enough with the basketball, trade deadline, all that talk. Let's get into what the league members want to hear, what anybody else maybe wants to hear. We're having fun with it, but uh this week. Eight results. Um, we'll start off first with my matchup. Uh I ended up beating Reed, uh, moved to six and two. It was uh dicey until Christian McCaffrey's second half of that game really blew things out of control. And I mean Reed's fine. He's still in the playoff hunt. I think he's actually in the playoffs if you look at the bracket. He's uh four and four. He's third in the east. Um, but yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's kind of the story of this game.
3: Yeah, I mean, if Devo continues to miss time, I'd say Ayuk's kind of picked it up to the point where they can kind of lean into McCaffrey, and that's what they've been doing. I mean, what do you didn't he have a passing, rushing, and receiving?
0: Yeah, first player since 2005 with Ania Tomlinson.
3: Yeah, I mean, this dude is going to be the best player in fantasy until he gets hurt. Like, I know it sounds <laughs> like, obviously, but the dude just has a history. The 49ers running backs have a history. Who knows what they're going to do when Elijah Mitchell comes back. You might even see them use him as a gadget guy in the slot. Like, it'd be really cool to see him do that.
0: Yeah. Um, touching on Reed's team, um, just from uh like my opinion perspective i, I don't know if he's going to keep strolling out tom brady um quarterbacks are kind of hard to come by this year but he's played him every week and you know i just he just really hasn't been it i think he's put up over 20 points once the bucks just yeah
3: yeah, I think, I think when you have a guy like Tom Brady, I mean, he hasn't fell off completely like Russell Wilson has. I mean, basically a touchdown a game, it just looks ugly, and then they get air yards, they just can't score, or they run it with Lenny. So I think Tom will be fine. Um, looking at Reed's team, he continues to stroll out Daryl Henderson. I mean, that's got like to be over.
0: That's got to be over, I yeah. bet. Right now he's not set in the lineup, but
3: it's it's been almost every week.
0: Man, McVay and his running backs—never know, never know what's going on. Like, what did what was the name of the guy that got like the majority of their carries last week? Ronnie Rivers was that was that his name? What's what's that I, guy's name? I, I think
3: I, so. I think it's Ronnie Rivers. He's on the yep. wire. I mean, yep. who's got the balls to start him this week? <laughs>
0: I mean it's there's six teams on buys. Like people are strolling out some pretty ugly lineups. I'm not gonna lie. Like nobody's nobody's full strength. I mean, maybe no. one or two teams, but it's it's been it's been tough. Um one more thing, Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones as a running back duo are the reason reads in the position he's in right now. That is gonna be continuing to be a threat moving forward if the Packers are gonna continue to Base their offense around Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook has just been proven to be a great player. Uh, Zach, what do you want to add?
3: Um, also, Goddard at tight end. Shout out to Reed. I mean, he's been very consistent with ten points per week. I mean, he's I'd say he's established. I mean, he's tight end seven right now. Thursday Night Football, he's got already got eight points. I mean, he's a solid tight end. So I'd say Reed doesn't have to worry about that weekend and week out like some players do.
0: Yeah, I like Goddard, but. It just seems like Reed just is waiting to get Mike Williams back and it's going to be a bit, but hopefully with chase being absent Higgins can have one or two blow up games. Um, Moving on to the next game. We've got like two, this was the game of the week, Um, but we have like two game of the weeks, basically two games that were unbelievable in terms of scoring and how close they were. But uh, the pen Moved to six and two as the Piss Puppies, moved to five and three one sixty one point seven six to one sixty point nine eight, a point eight point win for the pen. How are you feeling after this one, Zach?
3: I mean, just talk about a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, I was with Vertsy this last weekend. Shout out to Verts, and we were we were talking like we were in person going back and forth and then Monday rolled around and Nick Chubb started scoring multiple touchdowns. And then I started wanting to find a tall bridge and it was bad, but then they pulled him out and Dearness Johnson got like the last four minutes of the game. And I was electric. Like I I was not okay. And just looking at like some of the guys that like showed out, like Zeke getting hurt and Pollard, Just I think he had three touchdowns, 33 points. Like, this dude might as well fuck Vert's future wife. Like, Jesus. Like, talk about punch to the face if you're Verts. Yeah, I mean... That was was a really good feeling. That's one of the better wins I've had, probably since I beat Mitch in the playoffs.
0: You uh, had three players over 30 points, and the rest of your team was kind of just... I mean, Dalton and Duvernay were fine, but, I mean, getting over a hundred points basically from Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard and Tyree kill is pretty ridiculous.
3: Look, I mean, you like to think the Cowboys will keep the better running back out there, but who knows? I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped about Pollard. I mean, Vert's also had a pretty good week. I mean, Foreman's a stud. (laughs) He took a 15 point deduction to get him, but like, it's been worth it. I mean, I think he had three touchdowns too.
0: Um, we're planning on covering everybody's teams when we get done with uh, covering the weekly matchups. And I do want to pose a question about him, but uh, Ramondre Stevenson continues to be unbelievable for Vert. Um, I mean, everybody kind of gave him shit for how high he picked him and I was high on him going into the year. I just didn't say anything to anybody. But yeah, I mean, is finally a running back that the Patriots are leaning heavy on. And their running backs have always put up points. It's just kind of been a split-by-committee system back in the day when you had, like, LeGarrette Blount and James White. Like, those were fun days. But um, he had Herbert on bye. I mean, you take 23 from Cousins. But I just – Yeah, really ugly. Really ugly. Alec Pierce, that's – I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know about him. Let me
3: let me say some verts. Let me just say Debo was out because he's gonna freak out if we don't mention that, but so was Cordero. I, I didn't I didn't make any excuses with that this week. It's just I'm just a vulnerable team without him.
0: Yeah, and you didn't have Michael Thomas. Won't have yep, Michael Thomas. The rest of the year. Uh, no. Nope. What a joke. All right. Now moving on. We've got Adam taking a win over Joel to move to three and five. Joel drops to four and four. Also fighting for a playoff spot. Still, I guess everybody still is, but whatever. Adam wins one thirty-seven to ninety-eight. Wasn't particularly close. Um, Alvin Kamara probably the story of this one as well.
3: Yeah, Kamara's back, uh, dude. Dude struggled to start the year, but I mean, you can't you can't count him out. Berg held on to him, good call. Um, Kind of crazy, Joel's still got Jamal Williams just performing the way he is, which is special. It's, it's a really cool story. I wish the Packers still had him. In hindsight, obviously, we didn't know he was going to be like this. But uh, also still running away with the trade with Burtz, with Amari Cooper, just doesn't – no one else puts up points on his team. Looking at Joel's team, like, there's been more weeks than not. He's under 100. And that's
0: that's a huge issue. Um, I mean, C.D. Lamb's been pretty solid. Um, you know, I feel like he's been putting up respectable numbers, and he had Juju on a buy, and Juju has been pretty solid. But touching back on Kamara, Kamara was just a guy that he hadn't been playing bad this year. He just wasn't finding the end zone, and they had him find it uh, three times. So. That's where the explosion comes from. I mean, he also had huge yardage total, like, what was it, like almost 160 scrimmage yards, something like that. Yeah,
3: 158. I guess where I was going with it with Joel, I mean, he's the league's least amount of points. Him and Reed are a point apart. I mean, it's it's not a great look. Everyone else is pretty close to a 1,000 and he's, he's not even at 900 yet. I mean, he's right there, but I don't know. something to pay attention to. Same with Reed. Like, I don't know. I think I think Joel would be fine after the trade. Like, he's starting to score more, but it's just – he's just always hovering around 100, which is a huge issue. I mean, Berg's team's finally healthy. Geno Smith, Berg with quarterbacks. I mean, he's picked up Jared Goff when he was going crazy, and he's got Geno now who's going crazy too, which is an insane story. But Berg just – Living on the waiver wire during injuries, he's he's carried himself pretty well.
0: Yeah, uh, Joel can't, on the opposite side, Joel can't find a quarterback. I mean, Derek Carr with 1.9. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is just, I mean, I, I'm not looking at the fantasy app after that game ends. If my quarterback gives me one point and plays the full game.
3: Yeah, he, he's throwing Mariota out this week, who's actually top eight quarterback, and Mariota's had some respectable games. Really? So, yeah.
0: That's that's surprising. That the Falcons, aren't surprising. they leading their division? Yeah, they're the they're the leaders.
3: That's without Cordero, too, for most of the year. I mean I mean they in schemes.
0: that game was insane. And the craziest part is that if the Panthers win that, they would have been tied for the division lead
3: yeah I mean it's hard to imagine PJ Walker would follow it up with another incredible week after beating the Buccaneers but I mean it's a divisional game it's a game you shouldn't bet on I mean it was cool yeah I I mean McLaurin had almost 17 points I mean he's been another guy who's like what's going on I mean he could start to turn it around here
0: yeah I mean, with the quarterback change, you know, you kind of love to see those things. He's had great chemistry and good performances with Heineke in the past. and I don't know if you were watching. I mean, you actually probably were, but that last drive by Heineke and the commanders was awesome. like that shit was cool
3: that's that's a locker room that I mean they just rally around that guy like they they really like playing for him. I could tell
0: yeah it's 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 interesting for sure. And probably the last note I have this game, um, Josh Jacobs kind of came back down to earth seven points after having three straight thirties.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably not, only that, not only that, but the Raiders got held to zero points. So like, I mean, it's the Saints defense. I mean, they have a great, they always have a great defense and Dennis Allen's finally head coach, but I mean, Jesus zero points from the Raiders who spent all that money on offense. Like that is got hurt.
0: Yeah. It's not what you're looking for. That's for sure. Um, moving on. We had Nick. Here comes Wisconsin volleyball tits, ladies and gentlemen. He moves to two and six, as well as Mitch being two and six. It's a pivotal game for the garbage bowl watch. But Nick pulled out the win, 153-118. to 118. Nick's got a lineup. Nick's Nick's finally got himself a lineup. And I don't expect him to be the worst team in the league anymore, if I'm being brutally honest. Yeah, I was going
3: to say some people are saying it's the renaming of the team. Shout out to the Wisconsin volleyball team. Um, Some people are saying it's Tua being healthy. I mean – Tua's been a very serviceable quarterback. I mean, I like him. It looks like the Dolphins are just having fun out there. I mean, I remember at the beginning of the season, no one was really picking him up, and there's a lot of people that probably are wishing they did.
0: Yeah, I mean, quickly to jump out of fantasy talk, I think Tua's definitely proven that he's a a franchise guy. Like, I think he's going to have the job there for a while.
3: You should. I mean... Granted Tyree kill just like turned that offense into something crazy has been something to talk about, but like Tua, Tua is so accurate. I just love how Mike McDaniel's like, Hey, we're going to live on these quick screens and we're going to run the ball. Raheem Mostert's kind of turned it on. I mean, they just got rid of Edmonds. They're more comfortable with that. They also brought in Jeff Wilson, this dolphins GM's insane. Like, they they can rely on a play action and if you're not perfect coverage it's probably a big play
0: yeah no i mean waddle and hill are best duo in the league it's not close <laughs>
3: yeah dolphins got the best offensive weapons i would i would say it
0: yeah it's it's pretty scary um i'm looking looking at the game right now nick folk 21 points that's cool <laughs> Didn't mean anything, but that's, that's cool. You don't, you don't see a 20 point kicker in your lineup very often.
3: Well, yeah. Nick Fulk reminds me of Daniel Carlson. He's typically going to be that guy that just ruins your day, but Mitchell just doesn't have a team. I mean, sure. We're looking at his top three players. They're both bills. It makes sense, but man, dude, trading Eckler. I mean, gotta be a little uncomfortable every week about it.
0: I'm pretty sure McKissick outperformed his projection with five points. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no yeah, Cor- Like Cortland
3: Sutton with two point three. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, still at tight end, I mean,
0: we'll we'll get into in depth talk about each team, but um, last last things about this game, just like ETN RB one now. That's that's cool. I mean, Nick drafted him to be that and took him a bit, but they finally are leaning on him. And he's he's everything that every fantasy guru they want to call themselves made him up to be before the year started.
3: Uh, Real quickly, shout out to the Eagles for the coolest two point conversion lineup I've ever seen. For those of you watching Thursday Night Football, I don't know what I just saw.
0: Yeah, G- Dallas Goddard touchdown. Speaking of the devil, good good job, Doctor Box. Um, oh, I'm a little ahead
3: of you. Just wait for this formation, sure.
0: Oh no, I you. already saw it. Bye. I already saw it. It was weird. Yeah.
3: Let's get into the finches.
0: All right, let's get into the finches. I did want to add one more thing, actually, that I saw when I was closing out the the results. Um, Nick, uh, Cooper Cup hopefully i mean i think he's gonna play this weekend but he got hurt and i mean he's still putting up 20 a game like clockwork so moving on we've got the finches a lot of trash talk going into the week between these teams finches (laughs) did not roll out a good lineup it was ugly to say the least that is being kind i cannot believe that this game ended up the way it did the Finches still top of the division at six and two stallions garbage bull watch two and six 104, 92. I mean, it's just, before, before you
3: start talking about the top players, let's just talk about Lang's lineup. He threw out Raheem Blackshear for the Carolina Panthers the week before had point or negative 0. 0.5 points. And that was all he had recorded.
0: At least he did better with point one. Uh at least he did better with point one. Dude. <laughs> I
3: I would I think I would have yeah. rather played any tight end. I don't know who like how great the tight ends were last week, but he didn't have another running so, back.
0: I mean oh, Rex Burkhead I, or Samaj P. Ryan.
3: I I would have played either of them over a guy that's only recorded negative 0.5, but, like, wow. Insane. But, all right,
0: let's get to the top players.
3: There are some good players.
0: Well, like, did George Pickens play? Yeah? It's zero. (laughs) How did he win this game? not great. (laughs) What happened? All right, let's touch on Jordan's team because, first off, Javante Adams, (laughs) worst worst game of his career. It's just – you can't make that shit up. One catch, three yards. I, did, were you watching the game? I, I don't think I watched.
3: I I I was paying attention to this matchup, and it was probably the most unexciting thing I've ever seen. Like you're looking at all their players, and they're like, "What happened? What
0: What happened, Zach? Tell me like a five year old. What happened to the Raiders? What What happened? They had they had, they didn't score. They literally didn't even kick a field goal. So I think Josh McDaniel
3: might be in over his head as a head coach because he's an offensive coach. Like that's why he got hired to be there. And if you can't even get a field goal or like you can't even get Devontae Adams going something's wrong schematically in a huge way or Dennis Allen had one of the best defensive coaching outings of any defensive coach because that that's embarrassing. Like one reception for three yards for a person named Devontae Adams makes me want to throw up.
0: It's inexcusable. I don't even know where to begin with that. You literally could never guess that that ever is going to happen. You would think he got hurt? He didn't. The what thing did, about the Raiders. What did Derek Carr have?
3: I, I had Derek Carr have one point.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Derek Carr might have scored point seven more points than Devontae Adams with one catch and three yards. And why did, why was the catch three yards? They only, did they hit him on a screen and that's it all game?
3: Dude, I, I can't explain it, but
0: they're probably the worst two man. All right. We're getting, we're, we're getting lost here a little bit, but the last thing I'll say is that the Raiders offense has like statistically isn't that bad this year. So like I'm, Completely dumbfounded at what happened this game, but I mean, what's? I'm just going to run through Jordan's players: Jonathan Taylor, five point six; Raheem Mostert, seven point seven; Christian Kirk, seven; Devontae, one point two; Hayden Hurst, eight point two; Eno Benjamin, eight point five. Najee Harris was a second scorer at eleven point nine. Jalen Hurts breaking his back carrying this team. I don't even know if you can call it carrying because you're two and six, Jordan, and you know it's been really you you you're not. You're not having a a great year on the standings, but like your team's been getting absolutely dicked in points for or, I mean, points against. Sorry, excuse me. But, I mean, that's never going to win you a week when you name off all those scores.
3: Look, Jonathan Taylor stinks. Someone's got to say it. He's not good. He's RB 33. He had one good week. He's been hurt. I mean, maybe it's just the Colts being terrible and Frank Wright. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't getting to that. Like maybe it's just the Colts offense is just dog water this year. And Frank Reich should be fired. I mean, that's pathetic. Like they do have some decent pieces there in offense. I mean, you don't go from RB one to like, how has he been doing this year? Like you don't know if he's going to get you 10 points. Like it's every other game. You just don't know what to expect. And it's just, he should be a guy you plug in, play average like 15 points minimum but
0: it's just ugly I do want to so actually ugly. point out about this matchup before we move on that on Monday night Jordan actually took the lead with only Cincinnati defense playing and Joe Burrow was playing for Lang and Lang was like up 10 going into the into the game something like that like it was really it was like you really had- oh that too that too no, he had Hayden
3: Hurst, and I was actually texting him.
0: Yeah, no, it and was... He was
3: like, I need Hurst to find the end zone. He's like, I'll do whatever I want.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that match was... I told was... If...
3: <laughs> I told him if Hurst found the end zone, he'd have to do the cinnamon challenge and send it to me, but he didn't find the end zone, so that's too bad, Krieger. But yeah, Hurst... I mean, Ayuk on Lang's side, leading in points. I mean, Ayuk's came alive. He's no longer a terrorist. <sighs> I mean... Cool. Receiver 13, like, you take that. And, like, Debo being out and them having to worry about McCaffrey and Kittle, like, he's a great guy to have in your flex. Borderline receiver, too.
0: Dude, my guy Booby and Brandon Ayuk last year were a fantasy nightmare to have on your team. (laughs) And both of them this year are, like, very good. It makes me – it gives me me pain.
3: If you were to ask me if Booby would be like 10 points per game no matter what, I would be like, no. But, like, he's basically been that. He's averaging 14.5. He's having a good game the night in primetime. I mean, he's turned it around. Granted, the Philadelphia Eagles, like, I don't know what Jalen Hurts turned into, but it looks like he ate someone in
0: the offseason.
3: He's insane.
0: They just aren't throwing Boston Scott out there on goal line situations at five eight, like what one ninety? I don't I get, like. Well, I mean,
3: Kenneth Ganwell already touched on Vulture Miles Sanders, but either way, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, I just I've been saying for a long time that Booby is a good football player. Like he's a he's a good running back. Like. He's always at the top of the league in yards per carry. He didn't score a single touchdown last year and he fell in our draft <laughs> because nobody wanted to touch him. And, you know, he almost fell to me. I was going to take him with my next pick and then Jordan scooped him up, eventually traded him to verse, but he's been a great player this year. And that's, that's awesome. But let's move on to our last game here. This was our also maybe the game of the week. Um, Heartbreaker for Levi. I mean, moves a three and five. He's fighting for the playoffs. Just tough to lose 179 to 174. Liam moves a five and three. I mean, Liam's team is just, it's just week in, week out now. It's just dominant. I, I, it's, unless it, unless I see anything else, I'm, I'm worried because he's got quite the team. And, you know, you're looking at Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, Mike Evans, Amandra St. Brown, George Kittle, DeAndre Hopkins, and now DJ Moore is, like, coming alive with P.J. Walker at quarterback. I mean, it's just a a really good high-end starting lineup. And luckily he was able to roll that out because bye weeks and whatnot. It just hurts for Levi. I mean, I feel for him after this matchup. I mean, his wide receivers were dogs as usual.
3: Um, Yeah, if I was... <laughs> Levi's sticking out with Tyler Algier and Latavius Murray. I mean, they both got touchdowns, so it's exactly what you were hoping for. And, like, A.J. Brown's a man. So, like, getting 40 points there, you just, you gotta be feeling good. And then Jalen Waddle, I mean you'd think he'd got it in the bag, but Jones has got D Hop back. DJ Moore had the game of his game of the year for him. I mean that one that one's probably the biggest pain besides maybe Verts.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I just really love Liam's starting lineup. It's it's really good. I'm just looking at just the consistency of everybody was like over twelve in his lineup. Like, that's just what you ask for in fantasy, and you have D. Hop blow up for thirty four and D. J. Moore blow up for twenty seven and a half. It's like, it's what you want. It's definitely what you want. But I mean, yeah. What? What? And what's he's the end? got, to tie he's got to what, What's the Cardinals' record? But what, what are what what are they doing this year? I like kind of just shut them out what of I, my mind. Yeah, no, they're not. But Kyler Murray's been a good fantasy quarterback. He's been he's been solid. He hasn't had like a blow up blow up game, but he's been solid. But I mean Levi almost did get it done with Tyler Algier and with Tavius Murray, I will say that. His running back situation is something we're gonna talk about here in a little bit as well. This is the last game we're covering too, but I mean Justin Jefferson, you know, doing his thing.
3: His wide receivers are
0: so gross. Like they're so gross. I wanted one of them before I traded for Kelsey, but like his wide receivers are so gross. In a good way. I mean it in a good way. I I definitely have I I definitely have
3: inquired Levi quite a bit about his big three. And it's just, you know, I don't blame him. You know, we just haven't been able to come to a deal. It's just though they're all him. Timothy, I mean, they're all, they're all really good. It'd be hard to get rid of one.
0: For sure. I mean, in the week he, he benched Kareem Hunt finally does something 11.2 on his bench. I mean, wouldn't matter. Both his running backs outscored that, but I mean, you know, that's just fantasy football for you, but that was, that was week eight. um, Crazy, crazy week, two huge matchups. Some blowouts. The standings have gotten interesting here. We've got three teams at six and two, two teams at five and three, two teams at five and four or four and four, excuse me. And then we got three teams at two and six and Levi and Adam hanging in there at three and five. But man, did I want Jordan to beat Lang. I'm not gonna lie. If we're talking personal personal motivations. Um uh, all right, so game. who's the game of the week again? Game of the week for next week that we are going into. Or are you talking this week? This week. This week, week nine, we've got Liam versus Lane. Now, the lineups that they're throwing out, I was, I've been looking at this all week, and it's honestly, I kind of like that it's the game of the week because we could talk about this. I'm not sure Liam's going to play a tight end. I think he actually might have an empty slot in his lineup.
1: Yeah, who's, I mean, he Muth...
0: who's he gonna drop? Who's he gonna drop? You can't drop anybody. So like, yeah, I was gonna say,
3: Friar Muth has been his flex guy, but I mean, maybe that's DJ Moore now. I mean, he's definitely getting picked up.
0: Friar Muth is too good of a tight end to drop to free agency. He will lose him. It's like, can't drop Barkley, can't drop Kittle, can't drop Boyd, can't drop Hardman, can't drop Dak. It's like. I honestly think he might play without a tight end. I'm curious. I want him to actually respond in the chat and tell me what his plan is. But it's like Lang isn't throwing out a good lineup either. The the reason this is game of the week and we chose this is because the standing implications. Like, five and three versus six and two. Lang's trying to hold on to a bye. William's making a push at the one seed. It's, It's just a real interesting matchup. But, I mean... Lang starting Philip Dorsett right now, and, I mean...
3: Well, Lang Lang is going through by-mageddon. There's one person on his bench that isn't on by, and he's hurt. <laughs> like, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Like, this is the perfect by-mageddon for Lang to, just, like, really test if his team can dig down deep and pull out a dub. They did it last and, week. you know, Chone's just in situation, and he's playing Caleb Huntley, which... Really disgusting. He actually, I'm pretty sure, started out the year as fullback, and they put no him way. back down. Yeah, I mean, that's... he's been solid. Wow, that's solid. Anyways, who's who's gonna be your pick here? You take you can ride with Jones or you can ride with Light.
0: I don't see how you can't ride with Jones right now, but like the tight end slot, what's he gonna do? This is such a hard game to pick because like. I am I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Lang. I am gonna go with Lang because I just don't know what Liam's gonna do at tight end. And if he leaves it empty, like he's literally down a man. Like it would be stupid to pick Liam. But like it's just this match is unpredictable in my eyes.
3: What do you think? Jones has more boom players. Jones has more boom players. I mean, Lang's but he's got he's on my accurate, ass though. in my division. Yeah. Well, either way, I mean, he's got D Hop, Mike Evans, Amin uh, Ra, Joe Mixon. Like, he definitely had more boom players. Like, I have to go with Lang because I cannot root for Jones this week because I'm probably gonna lose to the Hot Dookies because they're still pretty hot. So I gotta hope for a Chones loss, and I actually do like Lang's team. Like he's got, he's still got some guys. Like you said, like Eckler could have an enormous week against Atlanta, even though Atlanta's been weirdly good. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride with Lang. Uh, we'll get Mitch's pick here too. He's, he lost last week. I think he's one and eight. Can't make it up.
0: Did you Did you uh, text Mitch to get his pick?
3: Uh, no, but we can just have him respond in the chat. I mean, when he hears the podcast, see how he did. So.
0: (laughs) I mean if he's smart he's probably tailing you at this point because he cannot pick a game to save his life. <laughs> um you want to run through everybody's teams real quick kind of like give our thoughts of where they're at kind of or just maybe like what we think maybe they should make a move maybe they shouldn't. Yeah,
3: let's let's stick with Liam just cuz we're on him. Uh Charles is on the right path. He's going through a biome again as well just like Lang, kind of wild. Um He's probably got the best starting lineup when they're all out there. I've been saying it for weeks. Yeah, 100%. 100%, 100%. So he's got a great team. He's got a great team. I don't think DJ Moore is going to do that anymore when he did last week. But, I mean, I guess P.J. Walker is their guy, and he can get the ball to the playmakers. So, I guess we'll go with that. If I'm Trones, I don't move anything. I would just ride it up.
0: No, the trade worked out great for him, and he's just going to ride this lineup, and he's got to hope. You know, like all of us do for health, and he's going to be a threat, that's for sure. I think we all in the league can agree on that. What do you want to talk about next? And then,
3: well, we just go right in the lane, then. I mean, I like his team too. Like, he's another team. and he's six and two. Jones is five and three. Like, these are pretty much teams you can look at and make an argument that they could win the league. I mean, right now, looking at their teams, they're all on bye, so it's kind of hard. But if I'm laying, also, I don't change anything. I think he can squeak by like four weeks without Jamar right before the playoffs. I would, I'd be comfortable.
0: I think my only thing that I'd question with Lang's team in the playoffs is assuming he gets there because he's had such a good start to the season. He's just got to win a couple more games to get in there. Even with chase being out for a couple more weeks. But I think his flex is a super, super interesting situation because he's got a, he's probably banking on pickings to be a flex option. We can week out for him.
3: Which which I'm going to back him up and say after Claypool gets traded, why wouldn't he go up in value? I agree. I
0: do agree. He did have zero assets Yeah, I mean... Who
3: knows? Right, right. I mean, that, I mean, the Steelers are a dumpster fire. That's a whole other situation.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, so. we'll see how it plays out. He's in a good spot. You know, he's just... Hoping to get skate by until the playoffs start, and he gets chased back. Hopefully, he's in the situation to be in the playoffs. But um, who do you got next for us?
3: Yeah, let's 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 go in the Daenerys Targaryen. I mean, holy shit! Like (laughs) his team, his team is it's like a one dimensional like player, like or offense. I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's so bad. I mean, granted, he's got Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and Olave. What? Outside of that, oh my God. it's it's just really gross. I mean, I'm not gonna say anything about Kyle Pitts, because you don't know what he is. I mean, Drake London's calmed down quite a bit. I mean, I still like Drake London a lot. Kind of jealous he's got him and Olave, but he's calmed down. But like, man, I mean. We're, we're talking he's throwing Kyle Pitts out one week and Taysom Hill out the other, so you don't know what he's doing. Um, he's going to play Sammy Watkins this week? I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think he should do here?
0: I don't know what he can do. He just traded the best player in fantasy. J.D. McKissick's questionable, projected zero this week. So, like, he's probably going to have to start Jeff Wilson, who, like, might not even play. I, I don't I don't even know like this is just he's got to hope that he can somehow not be in the garbage bowl because it 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 would be really scary for him if he if he is like yeah I guess he does have Stefan. but like this is like his lineup like I have to say this feels like it has to do with him taking Josh Allen in the second round like he doesn't. He doesn't have a first round pick in his lineup. Unless you want to consider Diggs one because I think Ling picked Diggs in the second round, though. So it's like, I just this I'm sorry, Mitch. Your team's really bad. You gotta hope you're not in that garbage pool. Yeah. You gotta hope. Yeah, for
3: sure. We're layers, Mitch. Um, let's just go from the bottom up. Let's go into Nick. Um, I think he's completely revitalized his team. I love I love two at quarterback. I love his running backs now. I mean, I like Dobbs, a little inconsistent. Cooper cups him, Himothy. Um, Metcalf is great. I mean, looking at his bench, I would cut Zeke. I think he's dog water. But I mean, he's also got Dion Jackson. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's better replacement, which is Oh, cool.
0: fuck. He's got Deion Jackson. That sucks. I play this week that's why he's got a
3: a solid team wait how is he
0: gonna oh my god who would he sit see like this is this is a thing that we didn't even like ever expect nick to have a situation where he's got to like contemplate who he's starting because you know i mean yeah i I don't know like dobbs against the lions this week scares me but like Deion jackson like you might need to play him over dobbs that might be my opinion. But I mean, long yeah. season outlook. Knicks <laughs> projected the most points in the league this week. Um I I I I'm just looking at his roster, like I feel like my trade with him really helped him out. But I think he helped me out too. So it's like a win-win, which is what you look for in fantasy trades. Um But yeah, I mean, I I think that there's a chance that the the volleyball tits don't uh don't have to be sweating it out for getting shot by a whole group of guys with paintball guns.
3: Yeah, I think I think Nick goes on a run here. Um, moving on to Krieger, I mean, I don't know what it is such about such a his sad, backs.
0: such a sad story over here. I just, like, his team every week, like, I, I've i always looked at him, but, like, that like it's not bad. It's not a bad team. Like, I think James Conner has been a terrible draft pick. At least he's got, you know, ben- Benjamin to fill in when he needs him, but, like, James Conner hasn't been it. I dropped Raheem Mostert week one, but I picked up Kenneth Walker, so it's, like, I feel vindicated in that, but, like, I wish I had Raheem Mostert still. I gave up because Chase Edmonds like dominated the room week one. And then all of a sudden now Mostert gets 15 to 20 carries a game. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't want to envision him in the garbage bowl, but at the same time, Oh, that's a big pick for the Eagles defense. You'll love to see it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> It, it, it's hard to do the podcast. We gotta stop doing the podcast during these games because I need to be I need to be watching them. Let's get that out of the way.
3: <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, um I, I feel bad I I feel bad for Krieger simply because like he's got names on his team, they're just all not performing.
0: Yeah, I mean Jonathan Taylor. what, what can you say?
3: Najee Harris, I mean Devontae with the worst game of his career. Jesus, man.
0: Najee Harris, man. What a disappointment as well. Seems like all the other running backs that we thought at the beginning of the year were kind of like if he like figured it out, but Najee and Jonathan Taylor, and they're both on Jordan's team now.
3: Jordan's first three picks, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, who's no longer on his team, and James Conner. <sighs>
0: it's frustrating. Fantasy football, baby. Who do we got next?
1: Yeah, I love it. Um,
3: let's go with Berg. I think I think now that he's healthy, I mean, you got you gotta love it. If you're Berg, you gotta love it. Uh, I love his quarterback and Gino. Like I I just love his story, but he's got all the running backs in the world. He's got some receiver depth, although Claypool is now stranded on the Bears. Got to feel bad for him. Um. But, yeah, I mean, if Heineke plays, I like McLaurin. Godwin's healthy. Darren Waller is, who knows if he's going to stay healthy. But, yeah, I like Berg's team. He's got a little bit of bench depth, too, with Brian Robinson. I'd say he's solid.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd like to see Swift. Like, I don't know if, like, he's just going to be banged up the rest of the year a little bit. And, like, that's going to give, like, it's five carries last week. He hasn't had more than seven carries since week one. I mean, he missed four games from four to seven, but like week two, he had five carries and week three, he had seven carries and then now five carries last week. But like he keeps scoring touchdowns.
3: He averages more points per game than Jonathan Taylor. Smaller sample size. No, I know. It's just one of those things. You just would never expect a Lions running back to outperform. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Jamal Williams, I'm sure, is ridiculous, but I just can't I can't get over it.
0: Yeah, I mean Josh yeah, Jacobs.
3: Berg. Berg's definitely in a good spot. Just gotta just gotta go on a little run here and he'll be fine. I, I like Berg's situation.
0: Me and me and Berg touched touched base at the beginning of the year about maybe like making a move to shuffle our teams at the like very, very beginning. Like he was I don't know why. Um I think he's panicking a little bit and he's kinda hung in there and it's kind of it's looking up for him from here but josh jacobs i told him when we were negotiating stuff that i didn't like josh jacobs and that is uh it's a big that's a big regret of mine yeah
3: i mean after last week who knows (laughs) maybe it was just the raiders against the saints who knows but uh moving on to pilgrim um like the whole Tom Brady thing is a little iffy. I, I don't I don't like it. But I'm not sure what else he can really do. So I guess he might just have to ride it. His running backs I like. I mean, it sucks McCaffrey's with the 49ers because Elijah Mitchell was kind of his, like, I feel like he was counting on him to come back. So I guess we're probably going to see a lot more Daryl Henderson if he needs him, which is not good. But I love how he has Daniel Carlson every year. Like, cause this guy is like, he's a top five kicker. and He just, he gets 10 points per game pretty much every time.
0: It's put a, cool. Put up zero against me. <laughs> I know, I know. But that was awesome. Pretty- no, that was awesome. I was genuinely like, this sucks. Like Daniel Carlson, he's got a reputation here. Um, Yeah. He's just, you know, the injuries, Elijah Mitchell and Mike Williams. He hasn't had Elijah Mitchell's the whole year and Mike Williams out for weeks. You're just gonna find him week in and week out till Williams is back, struggling to find even two flexes a week. You know, you could hope that Naeem Hines becomes a big well not a big part, but he has a role in Buffalo's offense moving forward. But I don't know. We'll see. I you know I just envision
3: Reed maybe making a trade. I, I don't know how he's gonna do it, but I can see him maybe doing something. Maybe if it's like a better player for multiple players, I I don't know what he can do because I feel like he's got a lot of flex players that are just solid. I don't know.
0: I I'd, I'd probably make a move. Curtis Samuel was a good waiver wire pickup for him early in the year.
3: Yeah, I mean the only reason why I say that, Reed, I I don't know if he even listens to the podcast much, but he's second lowest in points by a point, <laughs> so he's not really scoring but i mean he's he's 500 so i'll shut up
0: yeah i mean that's it's fantasy football you know like we can judge teams on their points for and points against but the ultimate judgment comes when you're talking records you know you need a good record to make the playoffs and you could score the most points in the league and somehow lose every game and what what do you have to show for it oh i scored the most points in the league sucks it's just fantasy football for you
3: all right, let's take a look at my team now. Um, very, very uncomfortable still without Cordero. However, I've gotten the benefit of the doubt with the players I've been rolling with. I mean, got a hand at the to Tony Pollard all year. I've been throwing him in there, even though he hasn't really had the starting job. Um, Duvernay as well. I mean, now it's getting really ugly against the Dukies. Sheriff, sure, what do you think?
0: Tyreek Kill, wide receiver one, Derek Henry, running back five, Mark Andrews, one of two tight ends that could be considered a wide receiver one. You are looking good. You just need to get Cordero back, and Tony Pollard needs to take that backfield, and you have a really good chance at making a run at a title. Can't complain at six and two at all.
3: I'm not complaining. It's just been really ugly. Some of the things I've had thrown out there. And it's been Derrick Henry and Tyree Kill saving me week in and week out, along with Mark Andrews. It's really what it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, when we get to my team, I'm going to complain just because, you know, I want to. But yeah, I mean, I wanted Tyree Kill and you drafted him right ahead of me and that sucked. But I don't know. You just got to. Your team, the first couple weeks of the season, like when James Robinson was getting run with the Jags, like, looked so scary. And then it's kind of injuries and players kind of falling back to earth have kind of changed your outlook a little bit. But I still still think you really do got a great roster.
3: Yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, you can't you can't say much when you're on top because it's easy to talk. I mean, last year Nick was six and one and didn't make the playoffs. So just gotta stay hungry and keep 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 it moving. Amen, brother. All right, Sheriff. Let's just get into your team. And then we got a couple more and then we'll call it.
0: Awesome. Um my team. Where do I start? My backbone is Christian McCaffrey. Um, I uh, think that there's some sort of special juice or sauce that he has when he's on my team, his ability to stay healthy. It's been awesome. Something that you ridicule him for. But I had to reunite him with the team. He's won me a championship before, and I'm going to continue to ride him. Pause. Pause. Uh, but, um, honestly, my team, I, I'm really happy that I have Travis Kelsey. I needed to make that trade because I was lacking with pass catchers. Not that I didn't have them. It was more that I didn't have an elite option that I could trust to get me big points week in and week out, but picking up Kenneth Walker, has been the move of my year. Because I was able to trade 100 for not to get Kelsey. But my wide receivers, we're falling apart. Now we're falling apart. We're week nine and we are falling apart. Uh, Brandon Cooks is refusing to play football at the moment. Uh, Keenan Allen's been nursing a hamstring since week one. Um, Bateman, I just dropped today. He's pronounced out. Pronounced. He's been... uh, Listed is out for the rest of the year. He needs surgery on an injury that they could have probably avoided, but they chose to keep playing him through it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the picks of my draft, though, I mean, Jacoby Myers late, Tyler Lockett, you know, they two guys that nobody really wanted that I scooped up late, and they've they've been starting every week for me. What do you think?
3: Um, one thing I need to point out before I start getting to the players is you not having a team name makes it so hard to click on your team when you're in the league tab and it's so annoying like yeah. I hate it
1: yeah I really yeah. don't like
3: it I wish you had a period there just so like people could click on your team no anyways yeah no I mean Kenneth Walker was a huge move I mean Lamar starting to come back he's still QB top three QB even though he's been kind of back down to earth and not really impressive but i mean now he's he's got a back he looked he looked really really good against tampa bay in terms of what you expect out of him and i mean your receivers man like it's just kind of funny you know like keenan allen he's like a second rounder or third round or whatever he was like he's insane and just not something you'd expect a hamstring it's like amari cooper that one year you had amari cooper it's like you just can't get away from receivers with, Four hamstrings, and then Cooks just like get me out of Houston.
0: I mean, I hope that happens. I do hope that happens. But him not playing doesn't help me either. Yeah,
3: yeah. It might be one of those things that they just tell him like, "Hey, you're gonna be on the team this year, and maybe we trade you in the draft." Which, why would you give him away for nothing if you already owe him eighteen million this year, and God knows how much next year? I mean, it's gotta suck. But yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, and. uh Kenneth Walker, outside of your quarterback, like that's pretty good, and I mean Tyler Lockett's been solid all year, so I would I would still be comfortable. I mean, obviously it's an uncomfortable feeling when you have to throw players out there that you're not used to, like DeAndre Carter. I mean that's really disgusting. I mean even even Michael Carter. I mean obviously he's going to be the starting back until James Robinson gets in the flow of things. He's like a flex player, like a ten point per game type player you'd expect, but a little uncomfortable, but I don't know. I think you got a good core and you might lose a couple games here, but I think you ultimately make it to the playoffs. If you can get three more wins. All
0: right. Here's where I'm going to rant a little bit and then we can move on right after Keenan Allen. Now uh, he's the missing piece here. He's the, he's the missing piece of this roster. And I was like, yeah, like bye week last week, I'm ready to get him into the squad. Nope. Setback. Now here's the deal. I am not a doctor. Not a medical professional. He, however, has access to amazing medical staff. Actually, that's actually a question, actually. I can't call him amazing when they punctured a fucking dude's lung last year before kickoff. And now what they're doing is they have had Keenan Allen listed day to day with a hamstring since week one. If anybody has ever pulled a hamstring, it takes a month of rest. Like you shouldn't be doing anything yet. They just continuously having logging limited practices for eight weeks now. And he's had two setbacks. Like, what are we doing? you in and, in and the, the worst part is like in a football aspect, they're trying to compete. They haven't had them all year. And like, You just see all these comments of people on Twitter and shit being like, oh, James Robinson got shot and came back quicker or Keenan Allen's a pussy. All he has is a hamstring. I I would argue on the second comment that a hamstring is no joke. Even if it is, you're pulling it like it's not good. You can't run. You can't do shit with it. But like, how, how is this, how is this dragged on eight weeks? I cannot handle it anymore. Anybody that wants them make an offer. I don't care if you want them come get them. I'm not going to give them up for cheap, but like you're probably going to get a value if he comes back. I'll tell you that. But like, I'm just over him. I'm over him. I was looking forward to having him all year. He's gone. That's my rant. We can move on.
3: Yeah. Sheriff. I don't think you're getting much for him. Anyways, um, moving on to the piss puppies. Um, verti we got we got to hand it to you. You made some pretty good trades this year. Um, I like your running backs. Khalil Herbert, low key, like who knows what's going on with the Bears' offense, but like this dude has been getting a lot of volume, and he's been producing with it. Kind of like, I mean, the Tony Pollard Zeke things a little. It it stands out a lot more than this thing, but I mean, he's getting a lot of touches. He looked pretty good. When he gets chances, he does well. And I like him in the flex. Um, another thing, just like Boggs has got I mean, Zach Ertz is tight end three. I mean, you can't you can't be upset about that. I mean, the dude is getting 10 points per game every week. Like, you gotta love it. Deontay Foreman is a stud. He was he was a stud when uh Derek Henry got hurt last year, and he's looking like he can be a starting running back in the NFL. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's got to change much. I mean, he's still got Chubb on on a buy this week, along with Debo being hurt. I think he'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I think that I'm interested to see how Debo pans out the rest of the year with the addition of McCaffrey and Ayuk's been playing well. Like Ayuk wasn't really a factor last year; it was kind of the Debo show. So that's interesting. Deontay Foreman with a big week last week. How does he look moving forward? Are the Panthers a team that, with a new head coach and a new quarterback in, like, they're going to continue to be at least have starting fantasy pieces on it, like DJ Moore and Deontay Foreman, et cetera? Um, Yeah, but like, like I said earlier, Ramondre Stevenson, he's been a dog. He's been great. And I think Herbert's been a little bit of a disappointment, I actually can't say a little bit. I mean he's QB fourteen, he's been a disappointment. Um he just has him like he picked he picked him ahead of both me and you when we picked Jackson and Mahomes, which that looks bad. But Yeah,
3: I was hoping for Herbert, not gonna lie.
0: Hmm. I, I, I don't think you would have expected QB fourteen halfway through the season. So it is what it is. Verts is in a in a good spot standings wise. I mean, we still got a lot of season left. Just got to keep pushing, see what happens. Chubb was a huge addition. I think your wide receivers are lacking a little bit when before it was kind of the strength of the roster. So,
3: yeah, it's a trade off. I mean, he's got Devontae Smith instead of Devontae Adams. I mean, I'm not saying it's great, a great trade off, but it's not terrible. Like, Devontae Smith, I'd say, is a flex guy every week. But moving on to a guy that's got QB8, Joel DePons, Marcus Mariota. Is he, is he his guy moving forward? Falcons leaving their division. Um, also, uh, his running backs appear very gross. But I mean, Jamal Williams, as far as I'm concerned, you gotta leave him in the lineup every week. Devin Singletary gives me aids watching him play. I just can't stand any Bills running back. And now they got nine hinds there. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I kind of casually said that. It's on me. Um. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah.
3: all right. Moving on. Yeah. um, Low-key Antonio Gibson went into the receiving back role, and he's actually been really productive. I mean, 16 and 20 the last two weeks. I mean, you got to leave him in. Um, You got to love his receivers, man. I mean, Pittman, Juju, C.D. Lamb, and Amari Cooper. It's just... He's got ugly running backs. I think that's what it is. And he had Najee to start the year, so he's never really had that running back position. Um, Not not really high in his tight end, even though uh, Higby started the year pretty strong. Just the Rams kind of fell apart.
0: Yeah, the reason you're seeing Joel where he's at, I mean, he is 4-4, four and four, but didn't you say he was kind of at the bottom of points four?
3: Yeah. No, he doesn't have running backs all year.
0: Yeah, no, Jacob Dobbins hurt. That is that is where he went wrong in the draft. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, I like Josh Palmer moving forward. If Keenan Allen is out the whole year with a hamstring. <laughs> um, and uh, Juju's come alive. He was hyped up going into the draft. And it was like, he's kind of like mediocre at best to start the year. But the last two weeks he's played. I know they were on by last week. He's been great. Um, Pittman. Dude, I I love Michael Pittman. I do. It's just that he's been just inconsistent because of the quarterback play and I don't know what to think of Sam Ellinger moving forward and
3: not good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But love I mean, <laughs> at least he.
0: I mean he's got CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. Great. Amari Both Cooper steady as hell. Yeah.
3: He's probably one of my favorite receivers to watch. I know you had a bad experience. I had a good experience with him. I
0: had a good experience with Amari Cooper at one point, too. He helped, he helped me win a fantasy football championship. I'm, I was talking about
3: the hamstring injury. When oh, yeah. Said.
0: No, last last year I traded him. It was bad. It was It was really bad, and I said I would not touch him this year.
3: He, he's just like one of those bigger body receivers that just gets so much separation and his possession catching skills is just out of
0: this world. He's a phenomenal route runner. Phenomenal.
3: Yeah. No, I like Joel's team. I'd probably go get a running back. He's got a lot of receivers. Like you said, Josh Palmer moving forward. I mean, if Keenan Allen doesn't play and Mike Williams, I don't know how long he's out for, but. That's, that's a pretty good piece. Maybe you hang on to him. And I don't know what he does with other players, but he's on a good team. I wouldn't panic. Nope. And then finally, my opponent this week, the Hot Nukies. I mean, talk about the best receivers on a team in the league, but just the worst running backs, you know, outside of Mitchell.
0: Yeah. I mean his, I like I said earlier, his wide receiver core is unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen one this strong.
3: Yeah, I mean his his best running back right now is Tyler Algier, and when Cordero comes back, he's nothing. So then we're looking at Kevin <sighs> Drake and Cream Hunt and Damian Harris. Yeah, it's bad. That's really not great. That's he's got, like,
0: but he's got wide receiver four, five, and seven. Yeah, all averaging over eighteen points per game.
3: Yeah, I'm at. You know, just I mean, we just finished Thursday night football. I was expecting AJ Brown to have over twenty points. Like, no doubt about it. I thought it was going to be ugly. Yeah, against
0: Texans, and yeah, like sixteen points. You'll take. Yeah, I take every it every time. I take it.
3: After what after what he did last week to Pittsburgh? Like three touchdowns, 156 yards. I'm like going into this week, like I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what he's gonna do to follow it up. He actually got tested for
0: steroids after that game. I'm I can imagine why. <laughs> but yeah, I mean You you think that if you're going to make a move, you got to trade one of those three receivers. I'd probably trade... Oh my God, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know who you'd want to trade because you're going to get a package for any of them. Like You need to be demanding an RB1 if you're trading one of them because you have three wide receiver ones. It's fucking ridiculous, Levi. Um, But you got to fix running back, I think. I mean, Kareem Hunt didn't get traded like he had asked to. Uh, Yeah, it's just Javante Williams going down Sucks
3: That's what did it That's what did it for him I mean, his team would be so gross I mean, Grant, the Broncos probably still would suck So he would at least be like a 13 point per game back But we're talking like Kenny and Drake's at projected 9.3 And Algiers 11.4 And he's probably going to go down to like 6 When Cordero's back And I don't know, man He's hurting But I mean, he's also got Kyle Murray who's kind of a running back. I mean, one game, he had 100 yards rushing. That was kind of insane. Yeah.
0: For sure. He's been solid.
3: And even what? Gabe Davis as his flex, like, dude, his receivers.
0: Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It, it really is crazy. Um, I'm trying to think. Dude, did did we forget to touch on Liam? Oh,
3: well, no, we talked about Liam.
0: We already did. I said,
3: yeah, he had he had the best starting lineup.
0: I think we talked about him though during his fantasy matchup week.
3: Well, even if we didn't talk about him, we can talk about him again.
0: Well, I, I mean, mean... It, there's not a lot to say. I think we we spoke about his team a lot. Like, I mean, it was just, it's just his starting lineup is disgusting. Yeah,
3: most complete team, oh, no. easily,
0: easily, like without question. If one of his running backs go down, goes down though, he's in trouble.
3: Yeah, I mean. He's definitely got the capital and receivers to trade for one that probably wouldn't be too much of a big deal,
0: yeah. But like, what when's the trade deadline in our league? It's got to be coming up quick, like Thanksgiving, so like it might, less than a month. It might
3: be that, it might be that. I mean, I want to say it's like right before playoffs, like a couple weeks, maybe it's 11. I don't know. We, we probably should get that down. So, there's it, no, like, I think
0: it has been determined, it's just that we're kind of being dumb about it right now it's definitely the week of thanksgiving games like right before the thursday starts so like whatever week that is
3: yeah so just just to wrap up the podcast we're gonna i just want to go over the playoff bracket right now uh right now i'm sitting in first with a bye laying a second with a bye followed by Booby and third and if he were to uh, like if the playoffs were to start today he'd be playing reed at six and then at four is Jones. and if the playoffs were to start today he'd be playing birds at five so those are our six. Um, I hope everyone appreciated us kind of digging into everyone's team. And, uh, yeah, Booby, I think we did solid.
0: Yeah, was a little weird without Mitch. You know, he brings a little character here. Always love to see him as upset as he gets, you know. He gets just really butthurt easily. And his genuine hate for all your takes and everything just, you know, makes the podcast better. But – Hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, we'll uh, probably be back to full strength next week. I know we've had a couple podcasts where we've missed a guy or two, but uh, hope we got us three on and, you know, wishing everybody a good weekend and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.